According to the sermon series that we are continuing to, uh, to study together, today is, the title is Sabbath in Jesus. Um, but in this, we will particularly see a word called jubilee. The word jubilee is always used in the scripture to describe this 50th year of our Lord calling his people to a place of rest, to a year of rest. So the number seven in the Bible is kind of like a magical word, number in this seventh day, our Lord rested from his labor of making heaven and earth. And then they were commanded to rest on the seventh year after laboring in their land for six years to rest on the seventh year. So think about this. They were called to rest the whole entire year, not a vacation of six weeks. They were called the whole entire year, January to December, you're off from any labor that you've done. So the obvious question was, the people of Israel, Lord, quick question, how the heck are we supposed to eat? And how are we supposed to run our lives? And the Lord responded in this reading, and then in the Leviticus chapter 25, by saying, I will promise you this, if you are ready to rest on the seventh year, he promised to provide them a food and a crops three times larger than their yearly income. So if you make $100,000, on the sixth year, the Lord promised to provide $300,000. So you can live off of that the following year. So their crops and everything that they collect and everything they farm on the sixth year, in a glorious way of God's work, it was supposed to produce three times larger. So not only that they have enough for one year, they would have for even two more years. But then not only that, 7 times 7 is 49, and he says on the 50th year, that's the mega Sabbath. So Sabbath once a week, Sabbath once every 7 years, and Sabbath once every 50 years. This mega Sabbath was supposed to heal the country from its economical and social crisis and bring it close to God in a way that other nations around it has never seen. And this amazing system of economics that, Im- that it was imposed on God's people by God was meant to bring blessing and restoration in their social justice system and in their economic system and in their day-to-day life. So this is a very amazing year. And if you don't know anything about the year of Jubilee, I wanted to encourage you to read the book of Leviticus, especially the five Torahs as you read Genesis, Deuteronomy, and the Leviticus and Numbers. You will be able to see God's justice and God's law is always good for the people of God. And then it was always motivated by the love of God to the people of God. I know some of you probably like you run Leviticus and you're like, Holy smokes, I'm not going to read this. Let me jump all the way to John. But I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to encourage you as we continue to teach the Scripture for us to grow in understanding of the Scripture because it is not only historical factor, but it is crucial to our day-to-day life and our growth together. So, on this 50th year, they were commanded to do these critical things. But one of the most like, particular things that they were asked was, In 50th year, say your father and mother lost the land that God gave them when they enter Israel. So give you a quick background. Israelites 
were under a slavery in Egypt. By the mighty God's hand, they crossed the Red Sea, and they got to this promised land. When they get to the promised land, God particularly break down the 12 tribes to have a particular land. So think of it like this. Say we were in LA. We crossed the whole entire central California. And we crossed the bay. And we got to the east bay. And we are the people. And God will divide us based on our heritage to different cities. So he will say this family and all its ancestors will get Fremont. I'll give you guys Fremont. Fremont, good town. And then Hayward is a good town. This crew right here will get Hayward, right? This crew right here will get Oakland. So the, the family orientation was divided to these different local cities or towns in Israel. But what happened is because of economical crisis, because of some of their personal struggles, sometimes they sell their land. They, they sell part of their parents' land, so they lose it right? But on the 50th year, y'all hold, hold, hold on to this. On the 50th year, every land goes back to its original owner. So if you own that land for 50 years, your dad gave you the land, after 50th year, you go back, you know where the land is, you return it back. Second, slaves. So I'm going to emphasize the word slave a little bit so that we have a picture of what, what slavery means 3,000 years ago. Slaves in Israel were not people that just got pulled out of Africa or some part of Asia to labor for free. When people lose money, land, or they're no longer able to feed their family, sometimes they made decisions to submit themselves under a particular family that has certain level of wealth in order to live and eat and take care of their family. Those were considered to be, they, they enslaved themselves to the family. So if I can't make anything and I can't provide for my wife and we can no longer be able to work our land, we would submit ourselves to some family for a certain period of years. Or if we have debt, if we borrowed money and we cannot pay it off, we would submit ourselves to certain people. On the 50th year, every debt is what? Forgiven. And every slave is free. So just, y'all, can you imagine how amazing that year is? What if one of those years show up one day in America? Like all credit cards, gone. You're paying for your car $700 a month, gone. Isn't that crazy? Well, do you have debt yet? No, not yet, Silas. Don't, don't get into debt. Yeah, you don't want to do it. Anyway, so anything you spend is anything you borrowed and any labor that you've had, now it's all forgiven. Imagine that year. What kind of year would it be? In Hayward, fireworks, right? That's what we're known for. Fireworks would happen throughout the whole year. In San Francisco, I don't know what happened in San Francisco. People would just celebrate of the forgiveness that they've received. So this was an amazing economical and social system that was given to the Israelites that was unique to their neighborhood. And what this does is it, it, it kills greed and empire building. So one particular family cannot just become the top one-tenth of one percent by its wealth. It wouldn't allow for such things to happen. 
After 50 years, it would balance the economics of the country. And people will not be despaired by poverty, and the rich will build an empire. And many of you know this. In a lot of countries in the world, one of the greatest economical crises is there's no middle class. One of the biggest things in America, the struggle is we're losing middle class. Middle class is what balances the American economy historically. But now it's like either you're poor or rich becomes really big. This system of jubilee does not allow that. God gave the Israelites to balance the economy and social justice. So I'll talk about three great, great things. First, it prevented general slavery. If someone talked about this several times, uh, or if somebody has a harvest of loss, or if somebody loses financial means, if somebody loses anything that they, they, they are called to be enslaved, they will be free on this particular year. And this is a time that people experience freedom at times for the first time. Because some people in 50 years are born and they turn 40 years old in slavery. By the way, being born slave is a whole different animal than being enslaved half, half of your life. Being born slave is very, very dangerous. Because you don't even know you are a slave. One of the things we talk about sin is this. We are born to it. We are born to sin. We are born slaves to a point we don't even recognize that we are in slavery sometimes. And there were so many Israelites that are born into the slavery world. But on the 50th year, on the year of Jubilee, they will be released and they will be freed. And what an amazing experience that is for someone to be freed from the slavery that they've experienced at a very young age or from the beginning. Key concept is this not only freed slaves, it created economical stability, like I just mentioned earlier. And then this, in this economical stability, what it does is it, it monitors the, the year of Jubilee, it monitors the housing market. You know how crazy the housing market is in California? Did you remember that like six months ago in Berkeley or El Cerrito? Somebody posted a house for $1.2 million. I think the house went for like $2.8 million. Some rich person came. They said, I am going to pay two times bigger than what you're asking. Then where does that live the average person? You can't reach it. But in this, this is what he does. In 50 years, if Jubilee is about to come, say if I'm selling my land 20 years before Jubilee, my land worth a good amount of money because I'll be able to use it for 20 more years, right? But by the time the year gets close to Jubilee, the housing market goes lower and lower and lower. Because in the year of Jubilee, everything's going to go back to the original owners anyway. God is wise. Hey, can you turn to your left and right? Please tell everybody right next to you, say, God is wise. Because just imagine about a million people crossed a Red Sea. They enter a land they didn't have constitution and bylaws. They didn't have economists. They didn't have Congress or Senate. God was the one governing the economics and the social aspect of their lives. 
But third is God also represents his mercy to the whole nation. He teaches the nation on the 50th year, on the year of rest, please forgive all the people that had done you wrong. All the debt that you occurred, forgive them as I have forgiven all your sins, as I have provided everything for you, as I have rescued you from slavery, as I have brought you out of death. Do the same to those who are around you. Don't hold grudge. Don't hold on to the sins of people. Give it back. You must show mercy for I am mercy and I am your God and I am the economical and social resource for you. So the motivation for people is it's not just a law, but God is a merciful God and one must show mercy if you belong to him. And in this he demanded, he demanded the law. He demanded it because he knows this fruits, love, compassion towards another, one another. He bring, it brings hope to the place. And in this God, God required that his people show justice and mercy. And Jubilee was the opportunity to do so. One of the stories, probably I shared it before, my father was killed in a car accident when I was young. And the person that killed my father was trying to escape a parking lot. Instead of pain, he wanted to exit through the back door. And as he was pulling his big trailer, it hit my father's bicycle, and he ran over my dad. And it was, a, it, was, it was a traumatic moment for my family. My mother hurt. My mother was crushed. In where the country I grew up in, the legal system does not have kind of like a DA for those cases. The family is the one that press charges. If the family want to show mercy to the killer, the killer goes free. So the legal system would come into the house after 15 days. The mooring process is done. And they would come and say, they ask my mom, would you like to press charges against the man that killed your, your husband? And the justice system operates in two ways. One, it brings financial means to our family that they will give her money so that she can raise us without my father. And then also the, the person would go to jail. So all the family of my father were around. It's kind of, it's a... I grew up in East Africa, if those of you who don't know, it's kind of a shame and honor culture. A lot of the elders came and came alongside of my mom. They said, well, you know, tell them we need justice. And then my mom thought about it. She spent some time praying about it. And then the, 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 the legal entity came and she said, man can go for free. I don't need anything because God has shown me and my children his mercy. Today is my chance to show mercy. Of course, that freaked everybody out. I was like 11 years old saying, like, what the heck is going on? Why is everybody yelling? As the older I got, I noticed it. My mother showed enormous amount of mercy to the man who killed my father by accident. She said, he didn't go to kill my husband. My husband didn't go get to get killed. But today, I've always been preached to show mercy. But she's like, until now, a lot of people I live around, they're very good to me and I'm good to them. I have never been asked to show this level of mercy. So at this time, me and my family will show mercy as God has shown us mercy. I don't know if I would be able to do it. My mom was a great woman. But the year of Jubilee was the year people had the opportunity to show mercy to those who done him wrong. So, the Bible 
so we can come back, like land this plane a little bit. The Bible has a lot of previews of things, like the Noah's Ark. We all know the story, right? The Noah's Ark and eight souls that were inside the ark, it's a representation, it's a preview of the church of Christ that will take her children to the promised land that God has promised. So you were previewed before 3,000, 4,000 years ago. You will be the church like the Noah's Ark. You will be embodied, protected, and preserved until the coming of Christ. This is our boat. We are gathered here. God is protecting us and sending us his word and giving us life. Another preview. When the Israelites were crossing the Red Sea, that was a preview of our baptism. In baptism, God leads us through the waters of baptism, and he restores new life to us. He kills our enemy and gives us life. The Israelites crossed the Red Sea, and that's how God came to them and rescued them. Israelites and them crossing the Red Sea with Moses was a preview of you and I's baptism. So what's the preview of the year of Jubilee? The preview of year of Jubilee, it is not an event, but it is a person. The year of Jubilee is not an event as it's been previewed to us today. The year of Jubilee is a person. And this person is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He is our Jubilee. He is our resting place. And I wanted to share this with you. Not that you don't know this, but I'm only connecting those connections from the Old Testament. First of all, Christ is our Savior. He is our Savior. He is our Jubilee. He's the one that sets us free from the bondage of sin. He is the one that takes us away from the slavery of sin. Imagine if you were a slave in the year 30, 20 years before Jubilee in Israel. For 20 years, you are waiting for that day to come. You're counting your calendar. You're asking God to give you strength to make it to that year so you can be out of slavery. But because of Jesus, you do not have to count a day. You do not have to count calendars. You do not have to wait for another day. You are free, and you are free indeed because of what Christ has done for you. Jesus Christ is your jubilee. Jesus Christ is your resting place. Jesus Christ is what liberates you and who will be liberating you over and over again. Jesus Christ is our jubilee. When he came and died in the cross, the jubilee of God has been revealed for us. And for those of us who hold on to him tightly, for those of us who hold on to him closely, he is our year of jubilee. He is our restoration of jubilee. Hey, remember the story of the man who was crucified by the side of Christ? This man was begging Christ to remember him when his kingdom came. Just imagine for this man. He is for sure slaved. He's in the cross, mounted by nails in the cross, naked and embarrassed in front of everybody, lost every land he had, lost every money he had, lost every family he had, and lost every inheritance he had. God brought Jubilee just right next to him. When he said, remember me in your kingdom, he says, today you shall be with me. Just imagine. Imagine at the top of the middle of heaven and earth, 
You are crucified in the cross, lost everything that you have. You have a little air to breathe, a little energy to survive. Every blood is shed from you. And on that critical moment, God brings Jubilee just right next to you. And he says, you are here. You will be with me in the paradise. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know where your life is today. I don't know the hardships of your life. I don't know how you're going through up and downs of life today. Your jubilee is not next year. Your jubilee is not the new year. That was the dumbest thing, by the way. When I, since I came to America, that's the craziest thing. Always wait. Everybody waits for January 1. No, we're all not going to go exercise every single day. Like, that's not going to happen. Your jubilee is not next year. Your resting time is today. The Savior is here with you today. Your Savior is here right next to you. Please verbalize it in your heart. You can even open your mouth and say, Lord, save me. Have mercy on me. Come to me, for you are my jubilee that I do not have to count calendars for the years to come. But yes, Jubilee also is not only freedom from slavery, but in Jubilee, the Lord gives us our land back. This is what we believe as Christians. We were made perfectly well, but because of sin, we've lost life. We're going to die, right? That's the obvious thing in everybody's life. We are sinful. We're broken. We get sick. We get, we get heartbroken. We get betrayed. All of these things have been lost because we lost our land in the place of God. Our place was meant to be right next to God. But because of our sin, we lost our presence from the land of God. But in Jesus Christ, the land has been given back to you today. You, 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 and all of you have a place in the presence of God. Each one of us have a home that is awaiting for us. Each one of us have a place that has been guaranteed and paid by the work of Christ for us. Many of you have immigrated to the U.S. and you probably lost your family's land. You probably lost your inheritance. Some of you live in the U.S. and born and raised in the U.S. You probably lost a family member. You probably feel lonely and forgotten. Some of you probably lost your jobs. Some of you probably lost your health. Some of you probably are able, going to lose your jobs or your future and your plans. Some of you probably lost your children. Some of you probably lost your grandchildren. Some of you lost your grandparents. Each one of us here, if we were to write down our losses, we have so much losses. But I tell you what, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, you have a place in the land of God. Amen? In this land, no one can take you away from it. You, because you're not slave, and now you have a land. And this land, you do not have to pay for it. This land, you don't have to earn it. In this land, you don't have to be prettier. You do not have to have hair. Lucky for me. You do not have to have beauty or empowerment or, or power to own this land. This land is given to you. Every time you think about the year of Jubilee, it was not just a law. 
it was a requirement for people to grow towards love and to always have a healthy mentality that the land they own is not theirs. The debt they accumulated, God will forgive it. The power that they have, God can take it away in a minute. It was a lesson to the whole entire Israel. Whatever you own and whatever you have, it's not yours. Whatever power you have today, not yours. And it can be taken away from you in instance. So don't be arrogant. Don't be unhumbled man or woman. Don't live life not forgiving others. Don't pride yourself on your success. Don't boost yourself on your knowledge or your power. All that you have belongs to the maker of heaven and earth. Rather be a good steward of what you have. Use it for the proclaiming of the God's kingdom, for the blessing of others, that you may also show mercy to those who've done you wrong. Let us not pride ourselves based on our success, but let us always remember all that we have belongs to God. Israel, by the way, failed to do this. They refused to celebrate the year of Jubilee. They received to let the slaves go. They refused to let the land go. They refused to not work on the land. They refused and they died. And the punishment of God came upon them. Not because <laughs> it's, 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 it generally was presented to them for their own blessing. But they refused and they rejected it. Let us not be those people who have rejected the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee has come today. And that is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Do not reject Christ. Do not push Christ. Do not remove Christ from your life. Hold on tight to who Christ is to you. For he is your Jubilee every minute of the day. Hey, remember before you leave today, I don't know what kind of credit card debt you have. I don't know what kind of mortgage that you have. I don't know what kind of health issues you have. I don't know to whom you own anything. Either, either it's like presence of your life. You are free beyond your imagination. Because you've been loved by God beyond your understanding. Christ has freed you and you're no longer a slave. And whatever land you own, or whatever land you don't own, those who owns it will lose it. Those who don't own it, remember, you have a land that has been purchased by the blood of Christ. Hey, Paul going to jump into the keyboard. The song that our band sung earlier, I Am No Longer a Slave, I wanted to encourage you to sing it with me. I wanted to encourage you to depart this facility today knowing that you are freed and the year of Jubilee has come for you. Many pray for the day of rest and for the year of rest, but the, the, the man of rest has already arrived, and he is yours. Hold on to Christ. Hold on to Christ. He is your Savior, and he is your hope. Hey, would you rise and pray this prayer with me as we sing the song, just uh, the chorus of it, and then it will, as we meditate on this, remember the things that hold you bondage, the sin that you cannot overcome, the feeling that you have that God is not close to you, or the hope that you have one day maybe God would give you rest. May all of that be known today, that the year of Jubilee has come. And Christ is here with us.